0: Once again, Emerging you 30 Podcast, and we live. We live. I had to get it set up on on the uh, phone, on the app.
1: And it's your girl, Miss Nikki.
0: I'm Shaddai, the poet. And we she are down one tonight. Yes, we are.
1: Alexandra is being a grown woman and trying to get grown woman things done. Check All her right.
0: out. And tonight we're going to have my girl, LaShay, joining us. Um, in just a moment.
1: But yes, so tonight's podcast to from Instagram. came from the idea that I know that as a woman, I always had responsibility. Like responsibility didn't make me. Or consider me to be a woman. And so I wanted to explore the topic of becoming a woman. Hey, Lachey. Hey, Lachey. Ooh, and you look pretty. i inviting people, so I'm
0: about to keep
2: inviting people. Okay, okay, okay. we're just giving a
1: rundown
0: to of the show. Y'all know I take my first little 30
2: second shot, I guess, you know, get a couple folks in. We here. understand. I, my Facebook
0: family can hear Lachey um, fine. She's on Instagram right now, and she looks so pretty.
2: Thank you, thank
0: Hi. you. Hey. All right, so hey, we're Sunday just setting going. up.
2: Oh, my Sunday going
0: good actually. Is the weather better
1: down
2: there? Um, it's,
1: it's kind of it's trying to get there. It's
0: Londonish right now. Yeah, it's
1: cold and rainy. rainy.
2: Okay, I like London.
1: London sounds lovely. (laughs) Right. If you walk on the right street down here, it will feel like London. Yeah. You know, since we can't
2: go nowhere. Right. Gotta live vicariously
0: through our imagination. You got it? Yep. All right. So we are going to start this out with what is a woman segment. Um, We have Lachey joining us. Uh, later on, we're going to have uh, an elder that's very dear of my heart, Mama Bada Ringwa, joining us, and she's going to be giving us her insight um, as an elder. So, we're going to start off with a game called Myth or Facts About Women. You want your wine? I'm good. All right. So, the first myth or fact Hey, Alex. Thank you for uh, for tuning in, even though you're not here. It's been here, right? Like, really? The first myth or fact is women should be small or physically fit versus fat or overweight. Myth or fact? Can I answer that? Sure. Please. Myth. Myth. myth.
2: Um, the reason why is because everybody is built different. Um, I actually heard a man say one time, and I really appreciated him for saying this. He said, I can't date a woman that's under five, eight. He said, cause he was an athlete and he was like, I can't do my kids like that. Like, what if I have a son, you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta give him a chance. And I was like, you know that, it makes sense. Like if you're right. thinking about yourself, like genetically and your bloodline and things like that, you start to look at what you look for in a woman differently. Um, and when it comes to weight, I think that that's not something that we can put on a whether you're a woman or not, right? Because in yeah. my mind, I go, okay, well, you go through, you go through different things in life. I mean, as you get older, your body changes, weight looks different on everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I mean, are we talking like, you know, it's, it's not something that's like a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. Because if it was the ideal body type, we would all be walking around looking the same. Like by
1: guys, not by the doctors, y'all. Now, it's interesting that you said it because the reason why I had thought of that particular thing was because I've had older men um, state that to me. I've always been like a heavyset girl or a a heavyset woman, which really, I I just always had like a huge stomach. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've had older men tell me like, you know that's not becoming on a young lady a young woman should look like that you should you know try to slim down you know um and i guess it's just something that always stuck with me so
2: okay but in different cultures too they like different things they and, sure and, do. and historically yeah. body types were very different it wasn't until like recently that we even had this idealistic standard or this European standard of like a thin woman being the ideal of you. Like, yeah, and actually, even back in the day when you had,
0: during the flapper era, even the white girls had some kind of meat on their bones. Yes, they had the um, meat. But then they shifted into the anorexic bulimic phase and I, and I don't know, maybe it was the 80s, I don't know. But, yeah.
2: I actually talked to a brother, Um, is he, he's from West Africa, and He was telling me, like, you know, he's like, where I'm from, women look different. He's like, when I came to America, they're very small. He was like, but where I'm from, women, you know, they got body. They look like my mom. So it's a cultural thing, too. I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all for what a woman is supposed to be. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, so the second one is women, myth or fact? Women are more emotional than men. Myth or fact?
1: A miss. That is definitely a miss. I think women and men are equally emotional and I think men are actually a bit more. Emotional. I think
0: we just use our emotions a little more. I think we're probably equally emotional but we use them a little more and differently. Right. Men. Yes. Um
2: that's a hard one. It's a it's a hard one because I I again it's not a one size fits all cuz I'm not a I'm not a very emotional woman, but I do meet a lot of guys that are, like, very emotional, and I'm like, same, but, same. but I think, and, and I, we'll have to do some research, y'all, so don't call me on it, but I think, like, biologically, because the woman's hormone levels are higher, um, and our estrogen is higher, that we are more emotional than men are, mm-hmm. and then, like, on the flip side, again, I do think, like, culturally, men haven't been allowed to be as emotionally e- expressive, right. so they don't really know how, So they might express it like in a weird way or don't know how to express it at all. So I don't really know if it's, from my experience, I would say myth, but from like studies, I would say fad. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Dang, that was hard. That was hard. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to number three,
0: myth or fact. A woman is supposed to act like a lady and think like a man.
1: Myth. I'm a woman. I don't know what men be thinking. All
0: we can do is really speculate what a man thinks, and or a copy a man's behavior. So, based off what we think or, or whatever. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that one.
3: I think I'm a
2: little analit on that too. Like, I think that because we don't really know what men think, like you said, like we can only speculate. So, right. to me, it's like. Be who I am and if I vibe with somebody who has similarities, that's cool. But there's nothing in me that wants to like take on a masculine role. Right. You know, even from a mental perspective. Now to understand them, yes, absolutely, yes. But to Thinking like them by, like, embodying their behavior, is that, what, is that what you mean by the question, like, think like a man and act like a man, or? Act like a
0: lady, think like a man. You're supposed to act like a woman, but have a man's mindset. mindset. Whatever that is. Whatever the hell it is.
2: I think that, to a certain extent, that would be conflicting for women. What? Because it would be very conflicting, because then it puts you in a position where, like, again, for me, like, I'm not a highly emotional woman so guys think that um like i don't act like oh my god like yeah, yeah I
0: like that's that's definitely like know, like you oh know, know how the voice the voice changes right. they
2: be, <sighs>
1: which like, that doesn't depict a lady now. either but you know
2: yeah you like, will to get I'm all this
1: and,
2: i'm so chill like personality wise like even if i'm feeling real girly and stuff like I could be feeling girly because I just feel girly and cute today. I might be feeling dainty, and it has nothing to do with me liking a guy, but for right. whatever reason, they it's this expectation of what your behavior is supposed to be like for right. a woman, for a guy.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that experience um, <laughs> as well. It was a time I met this uh, Kenyan dude in Dubai, and... Um, I guess he didn't like the way I was sitting on the sofa. or, or I was just like sitting five, It wasn't like legs cocked or nothing. But I was just sitting. He was like, you don't. Usually when a woman is with a man, she tries to be a little more elegant. I'm like, I don't even fucking know you. But <laughs> but yeah, that's Right. Okay. Right. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Myth or fact. All women have a dream wedding or wish to be married. Myth. I can tell you that.
1: I think it's a fact. I think, I think our opinion changes over time. But I think we all wish to be partnered with somebody. Partnered, but
0: married or have a dream wedding? I don't know about that one.
2: I'm gonna go with men too, and I think that it's the upbringing. Cause I think before we get to the part where like our minds change, some people might grow up and. Maybe they had parents who didn't have like a traditional marriage, but they mm-hmm. have like you know nowadays things is new. You know they got partnerships and all kind of new stuff. You know like Why? no judgment. That's just what people have. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I think it depends on the person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it depends because um, <clears throat> if I I don't really have a dream wedding, but if I were to get married, I could tell you right now it wouldn't be big. It would be less than than fifty people. So, <laughs> um, I do
1: think all men would like to be married,
0: though. I I do think all men would like to be married. I, I think that. I do believe Whether well, it's
1: 30, 40,
0: or. I think all way men back would further, like to be married, would like, like to be somebody's do. husband at they some do. point. <clears> I think they do.
2: It's a status thing. Yeah. Marriage is definitely a status thing in, in the social sphere of it all. Marriage is definitely a status thing, and I kind of want to go back to something the last said women talking in some kind of voice or something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever read the Art of Seduction, they have different type of like women. So like there's a different energy. Like you might have the eclectic girl, you might have the sultry, the sexy, the strong. So it's like a lot of different personalities weaving through womanhood. So yeah. I think men might like no different type of women.
0: Yeah, okay Alright, so let's go to the next one Myth or fact You must prepare to become a wife Fact
1: Yeah, I think that's a fact I think that's that's a fact fact. We, We, I don't think As we were just discussing That marriage is like an instinct I think we all have to like Grow to become Partner with somebody In some way, shape or fashion
2: Okay. I'm going to go with fact, but I would like to drop a little nugget. Um, I was married before. One thing I will say for women is sometimes we are so fixated on being the perfect woman that we never think about what we need in a partner or in a man. So women have to be very careful about like stepping into spaces where you're like overcompensating or you're like so fixated on you know, being the perfect wife that you don't even consider, like, what you deserve or what you need and and equally yoked husband. So, just for all the ladies that you want to get married and you're like, okay, I'm prepared to be a wife, like, make sure you do know what that other side of the partnership looks like and what it's supposed to be for you. So, it's a little nugget right there for y'all. Yes,
0: yes, ma'am. Okay. Number six. Myth or fact. All women desire children or motherhood. Myth. I think and it's a myth. Yes, because motherhood—I'm only recently even being open to the idea because motherhood has always been my biggest fear. I've always had a huge fear of motherhood, of just exhausting that kind of energy and emotion um, behind a, a human, you know, behind another person. So, and that level of responsibility. So that—that's definitely a myth for me. Well, you're smart for knowing yourself and knowing
2: that because a lot of people be, you know, a lot of people have babies and don't even realize that they're not ready. Right. Or that they need more kids to begin with. You know, people kind of do it because we go with the, oh, this is what you're supposed to do in America. This is American Dream or, you know, like the social pressures.
0: Right. Yeah. No, it's not a toy. It's a life. Um, (laughs) And you stuck with it, like, forever. (laughs) but yeah okay so let's go to number seven number seven myth of fact women are naturally nurturers
1: fact
0: i don't know i don't know about that. i don't don't know. know i would like to believe
1: that we are um i think nurturing is a learned behavior and if yeah. nobody nurtured you, how do you know to do that for someone else? Yeah, I think
0: it's I, a learned behavior. I don't know. Okay. I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. I said fast. Okay. All right. Mother Nature, I kind of, you know, make to like that in a way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Number eight. Myth or fact. Women mature faster than men.
1: Myth. Fact. I think it's a fact. It's very much a myth. Okay, so that. let me say this. It depends on what you're talking about. Are we talking about physically, emotionally, mentally? I think physically, physically. and
0: some, and in some cases mentally.
2: I'm on, a, I'm on an interview right now. Oh. Oh. They can't see your pretty face, baby. You can say hi. You can say hi and then you can go in your uncle's I'm going to let her say You want to say hi or no? Mm-hmm. Okay, she wants to say hi.
0: Hi. 7-9. Hi, yeah. hi.
2: Hey. hi, beautiful. <laughs> you got to show me how it's open. <laughs> okay, quizzy and Philly. Okay, up and down. That's part of my womanhood journey. Why? Go to are area. Ask her for the password. Because I don't know baby. No. Okay.
0: Alright, let's go to number nine. We got four more. Myth effect. Women can't be friends with males. Strictly platonic. Myth. Right, definitely a myth.
2: Um, I'm trying to figure this out because I actually had a woman pose this question and I used to think that we could be friends, but there's not one dude friend I have that wouldn't try to smash i had to be realistic i was like
1: right but what does that say for us though like just because they think that or want to try that
2: so, i mean i do think to a certain extent like women can be friends with men that they're not attracted to i think men can be friends with women that they're not attracted to i think that if there's an attraction on any level it's gonna be difficult i try to be friends with a guy i was attracted to and We are friends for a very long time, but it didn't work because we kept crossing lines and the lines was blurred and boundaries, and it just was, it didn't work. But I mean, uh, it's it's impossible. I I
0: got a few male friends that we just strictly platonic. Like, I, like, there is, if there is attraction, it it, it ain't on my end. Right. Um, But it it hasn't been, that line has never been crossed.
1: But I see what you're saying, though, because I've I've
2: been
0: in uh, a situation
1: like that
2: i um, in this situation. I mean, I can be friends with guys, but it's hard because, like, when you think you're cool with somebody and they try to cross the line, then you feel some kind of way. Like, I've had dudes, like, straight up say I was flirting because I did feel comfortable around them because they was my dude friends. And obviously, like, I'm a girly girl to a certain extent. So if I'm being girly, then, you know, I guess, feel like that's a sign of me liking them or something. I don't know. Okay.
0: All right. Let's do one one last question. All women have intuition. She should have been I here.
1: think it's true. All women have intuition. Indeed, yes. we do. When you know, you know. Don't
2: don't don't
1: Back. explain
2: it. Okay. That was a gift from God. Okay, God gave us the gift of intuition. Okay?
1: Right. Yes. It, it's hard to explain what intuition though. Like it's hard to put it into words. But it's just like. I know something else is going on. I just know. Oh you yeah,
0: know? oh yeah. We, I, we all oh, definitely right. have intuition. I think men may have it to a certain extent, but I, I don't. I
1: don't think it, it ain't nothing like ours. I think men have speculation more than intuition. We be knowing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to find the video, and I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to send it to you guys. So Oprah did a sit down with this guy who was like. Trained in the Navy and he had, he had wrote a book and talked to like a ton of women who were in these crazy like fight or flight situations. And he was like, women really do have an intuition. He was like, all of these women were saying like, in my gut, I knew, or I had this feeling. He was like, women need to really trust their intuition because it's going to tell you when something's not right. Now, in these cases, it was, like life or death situations, but we could, he said, you can use that for like any aspect or area in your life, whether it's right. you protecting yourself, protecting your kids. We just talked about sex, protecting your sexual space, and space and your health with the people that you're dealing with. And if you feel like something's off or something's wrong. Like, you do know, your body will know something will, something in you will like be chemically or right. be imbalanced, we know.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: okay. All right.
0: Well, thank you all for your input. And let's go to our next part. What do you think makes a woman?
2: Um, I think that being a woman is not as subjective as, you know, what people might think it is. Like, oh, it's just because you have responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera some people are put into situations, so like I said, some people have kids and don't realize that, you know, they didn't want kids. You know, we, we see it all the time. Twitter goes off about this when right. people have parents and their parents were not there emotionally or their parents were abusive, but their parents feel like, well, I put a roof over your head and I put food in your mouth and it's like, would you call that a woman? Just right. because she had the kids? Right. Um, so I think that being a woman is based on your character through experiences. So based on how you handle things, based on how you've evolved and you've grown through situations, I definitely think it's more of a character thing, but through experiences. So I do think you got to get, you know, you got to get your skin in the game. You know, you got to, you know, get a couple marks up in there. Um, but that's my thought. So you wouldn't
1: say it's based off age? Strictly no,
2: I, I think, think it's based on age. Nope, not based on age at all, because some people, um, is stagnant mentally they stop growing you know they stop evolving and trauma what one thing that trauma does people and again studies on this so trauma does something where like if you had something happening at 15 or 16 or 20 or 21 and you don't heal from it you actually get stuck at that age yeah. And that's why therapy is so important, you know, for the growth and look, just speaking on us for the black, you know, community so we can really grow and evolve into the men and the women that we need in our community. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. age, age definitely doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay.
0: Thank y'all for joining in. Come on in, Facebook, Instagram family. Come on in. Okay. Did you have anything else you want to add to that? No. Go ahead. All right. So, next question How did you know you were a woman? Before motherhood, how did you know you were a woman?
2: So, that's funny. Um, I like this question a lot because I've talked to people about this, but I don't think they understand it. So, if y'all got questions or you say, just let me know. So, I had my daughter when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I started my career in property management when I was 20. I was going through a divorce by 22. I lived on my own from like 20, 22, 23 to 25 and I had been doing all that. Mary going through a divorce, mom living on my own, paying my own bills, own car. I did not feel like a woman until I was 25.
1: That part. Okay. Same there
2: here. Is, yeah, there is studies that show
1: I that the brain is fully like developed. I a
0: woman to 25. When did yeah, I know I even, was a woman? What, huh? Uh oh. What'd you say? Hold on. Oh. That's the blood collector. Oh, okay. We got a phone call coming <laughs> okay. in. We had a phone call coming in real quick. You put the phone on do not disturb. Um, I was okay. trying to think, when did you? I know I, I was a woman?
1: For me, uh, some days I can revert right back to my childhood and be okay. Like on those very very chill days when I don't I'm not doing anything, I'm I'm good with not having a responsibility or the weight of the world on me. But uh, the same to agree with what you said, I did not feel like the maturity or the click like, you know you're an adult now you're a grown woman until I was about twenty five or twenty six. I think between the ages of 19 and 24 for a woman, the relationships that we have, the, um, the type of things that we deal with and that we take on, it, I think it takes us a little longer to kind of grow from it and learn from it and heal most of all and um i think for women it's it's important for us that we do heal from those things and that we do mature and we do learn something from those things otherwise we like you said we get stuck yeah we we,
0: yeah i mean i'm trying to think because but i okay i got my bachelor's when i was 23 i left the country i was doing my own thing got my master's by 24 was still kind of doing my (laughs) own thing but do i feel like i was a woman that's that's one I'ma really have to marinate on. I'm I'ma really have to, to 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 get to you know because there was certain although I had my own experiences, there were certain experiences that I didn't have, like the right. like the serious relationship. And I don't I don't really wanna say that you're only a woman if you had a serious relationship with a with a man. Right. Yeah. Um, because I haven't, I have never been in a committed relationship with, with anybody, but I, I do, I'm a woman, you know.
1: I guarantee you um, you're more mature than most of those who have had serious relationships before the age of 25. Yeah, sure. yeah, and that, and that's another thing that I consider
0: yeah. that it's still like, it's my 20s. So it's not, to me, it's not that big of a deal for me not to not have that experience. We talking about my 20s when I'm living my best life. Uh not thirty. If I'm still saying the same thing about thirty five, then yeah, <laughs> so we need to look into.
2: Um and even Yes, that's what Mama Barbara said. Okay. So be polite, baby, thank you. All right. So um, Oh yeah, okay. I definitely feel that. I, I definitely feel that
0: like
2: I don't think that is certain things that you like certain milestones that society puts pressures on you on to people to make them feel like, Oh, you a man, once you X, Y, Z, or you're a woman, once you, you know, X, Y, like it's, that's not the case. Cause like I said, I was already a mother. I was already married, but that, those those as you said, 19 to 24, I feel like are so critical. Yeah, they are, mm-hmm.
0: women. Yeah, they are. like, that's like, it, it's, it's womanhood comes with self-awareness. When you become self-aware, and knowing who you are and, and like really getting to know yourself and not playing around with it, yes. to me, that's where you start to enter in woman and manhood. Yes. All right, so let's go to the next yeah. question. Real quick, what do you all do to enhance your divine femininity? To make yourself yeah. feel okay. more
1: woman. Okay, so there's a lot of things that I do, but um, mostly. I would say to enhance my femininity like the sh- the shoes I wear, like what I put on my feet is so important. Um mm-hmm. the underclothes that I have on that makes me just feel you draw extra feminine, okay? Um keeping like like my nails groomed and oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. jewelry, jewelry makes me feel extra feminine for whatever reason. I think that might be because somebody told me that girls should wear earrings. Which is, of course, another myth. But I, I always did love, like, um, jewelry. Even though I was never really like a girly girl, but become, as becoming a woman, and certain things have been told to me, or there are certain things I've seen, or certain things that I now know, those few certain things, it's like something like I have to have. like if I was stuck on a deserted island, have to have
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I think oh, similar, okay. like I, I feel the same way. Like there are things that people say like, oh, you should do this to feel more girly. And I think that I heard recently shoes was one of them. I just recently learned that that your shoes uh, makes you feel more feminine, and what you wear under your clothes. And I was like, damn, you yeah. to maybe step it up on the underclothes a little bit, you know, because I guess it does something to your confidence to know that you have it, which I agree with. I, I definitely think it does something.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: For me, it's uh, the times that I spend, like, with myself. So, like, when I'm doing absolutely nothing, like, when I'm not being responsible for other people or putting – people before me or trying to take care of people and i just have that moment to self like whether it's sleeping in or treating myself to something i don't know i was craving some crab in the tail the other day i got crab in mm-hmm. lobster tail, okay? okay i was like shay you deserve crab and tail. yep hotel. sure do you know i treated myself I treated a steak like like
0: with a little lemon
2: okay well that's and good and I think for me, the, the main thing that I, that has become a practice in my life since 2016 uh, were like meditation baths. Like, I used to do these healing baths, and I still do now, these healing baths and these different rituals. I read a lot of books um, about African culture and just kind of figuring out how the women that came before me connected to their femininity and to their womanhood and, you know, different rituals and different practices. So whether it's like crystals or dancing or, you know, getting together with other women and fellowshipping and loving on each other, Um, those are things that I like to do to kind of like re-pour back into myself. And my baths are a, that's a big thing for me, my baths are a must. Like, got to do with a (laughs) rose petal bath, you know, almond milk bath, put my oils in it, you know, my lavender, all of that. And I
0: will
2: go pick
1: it
0: straight from outside. I do not play. Let me let me see one of my neighbors growing some lavender, some rosemary, baby. Yeah. Right. Let me. Get some yes. Way. Yeah. Same. Same. I love like for me, it's my body oils. Oh, yeah. my, my body oils, my scented fragrances, my incense, my jewelry, toe rings, anklets, um, all of that stuff. My crystals. Right. So okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. Um. Oh, rules told to girls. Have any of you heard these rules? Girls are supposed to cross your legs, sit up, to be seen and not heard, do not wear a bonnet or pajamas outside, always be well, groomed must uh, need to take etiquette classes, suck your stomach in, don't roughhouse, or, uh, you know, what they call it, wrestling, um, no pants in church, No no pants at all, no, uh, no uh, don't walk across the pulpit if you religious.
1: Oh, and women don't whistle. Girls don't whistle. She i, said heard. Girls. Yeah, I never one. heard that one. I have a few times. Someone yeah, said, what is it you what y'all Kids
0: can't
2: whistle?
1: <laughs> girl, no, I couldn't. Like It was just like pinch, girls don't whistle. Wow. wow. I didn't,
2: I didn't. Most of those I have heard um, I'm raising a little girl so one thing that I'm still kind of trying to get used to is that she's really girly mm-hmm. but she does like to play like a boy sometimes yeah and I know it's partially my fault because I spoke that over her I really did think she was a boy when she was at me um, so I just was always speaking on her life as if like oh my boy my boy my boy so I think that she just kind of picked up on some of that energy you know okay. speak like to your kids um, oh Myra, they say, yeah, my grandma
0: would not let me
1: whistle.
2: See, I know what? I'm not the only one. No, you're not supposed to what? whistle. Girls
1: don't whistle. That is weird. I've never heard that.
2: that. That is. Okay. All right. Yes. The
0: roughhousing
2: one was the big one. But
0: all of the other ones I have heard. Oh, like, I was a rough house. because uh, I, I used to rough house with my man. daddy. Verla see me today and she say suck in. Oh yeah, sucking, suck your stomach, and all of that. Okay. I was doing that on my own, so. No, girl. Somebody had to tell me. I I was a tomboy, so I didn't care. You know, somebody had to tell me. All right. So let's go to segment two: emotions and responsibility. Real quick, can you think of a situation where you used your emotions and you would have handled it differently? Would you have handled it differently?
1: If so, how? yes i use my emotions a lot in my relationship with my mother and i would have definitely handled those situations differently because at the time you know when we look at our parents we expect our parents to be the adult to be the parent at all times and to know what is best and they themselves are learning what is best for you while learning you and maturing themselves and so a lot of times I feel like as girls especially with you know between mothers and daughters we lash out or we have these emotional outbursts and of course you know they get that it's emotional but at the same time they're dealing with so much you know just yeah. as a woman and now that I am a woman and I do understand although I'm not a mother you know I I get how it makes it hard it made it harder than what it really had to be. So that's one of the situations that I definitely was just like...
0: Yeah, there's a few situations where I use my emotions um, and it's my mouth. Because I I, tend, I, I don't let stuff get to me like that. I'll let stuff, my thing is I'll let stuff slide, I'll, I'll laugh it off, I'll let it go, I'll let it go. And it'll be on my mind but I won't say anything. Or I'll say something, but I won't really emphasize how important that thing really is to me. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, I lash the fuck out. I I I hit below the belt. I am the queen of low blows. Right. I don't give a damn what it is. I, if you got a disabled child, if you if your mama just died, I swear for God, I will throw it in your face and be extremely calm about it. See right. see this see this why this why your mama died right here because she ain't like you. Rather
1: right. than right. us just saying, like, like, you know, it hurts us. Right. To to, right. You know. Right. And that's, and that's, that's a,
0: that, that comes from my upbringing, like, and it's no excuse, but I had a a, a weird upbringing. I, you know, I I was a loner. You know, and nobody ever came to my defense. Nobody was there to protect me. Nobody was jumping people for me or got any fights for me. If I had an issue, I had to deal with it by myself. If it was a gang of girls, I don't care if it was at church, if it was at school, summer camp, I always had to fight alone. Like, people knew I was an easy target because I didn't have anybody that really had my back. So I had to find a way to really defend myself physically and verbally. So now that is something that still I still struggle with till this
1: day. That goes back to my damn mouth.
0: My mouth is always my mouth. And then the thing about it is, I'll say something cold, I'll say something cold, and then ten minutes later be over it and expect you to be over it. Like, are you still mad about that? Like. Oh, I'm good. I'm no,
2: and that you know what? I I got that bad too. Like if I if I once I get there emotionally, I'm there, and then I get over it quick. And people like they are like, what's wrong with you? Because it'd be that burst. It'd be like it's
0: it's a burst. Week.
2: I just I dump it all out. Like I just dump it all out. But once it's out, I'm fine. I can get over it. But right. <laughs> One thing I want to say, but I, I definitely... will say this. Oh, go ahead. Go say
1: ahead. It. Um, one thing I've definitely learned about the emotional outburst, um, you know, I found that I was always trying to um, say what I wanted to say in different words. Like I wasn't just saying how I felt in that moment or what it was. You know, we, we nitpick with people and things like that. Oh, you, oh that's how you feel. Oh, you want to do like this rather than just saying the action or the words that you spoke. It hurt me, and I I want to say you know sometimes the the simple text of you know that that wasn't nice or that 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 hurt me it it does a lot of good in most situations. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's why but well, you have to remove the ego because I know I have ego. So me admitting that something hurt me versus me just hurting you back and letting you feel it, right. showing you is is something that I know I I it's, it's I'm, I'm aware of it and it's something that I'm working on. Um, because I know it can be problematic it's not something that happens all the time because I try not to let shit get to me you know I just be chilling but when it get there it's there <laughs> all the way all so the way that's why I, I cannot read none of the comments like my comments stopped a long time ago
2: for whatever reason I can't see who else came in or what comments but hi everybody hey everybody hey um, hey hey I hey, to hey. throw that in there because I was like I can't see nobody comments they stopped at the beginning of the live oh um, emotionally there are a few situations that I could have definitely handled differently, and I think that it comes from me holding things in for so long. And then, like you said, I kind of, I do the same thing. Like I go for the jugular, and I'm calculating, So it's like I might make you lose your job. I will make you lose your like house. I'm that kind of because it because if you if you took me there, that means you did something to me emotionally that I would have never done to you. Right. So right. It just, it and comes, that's where it right? comes like from. Me trying to,
0: I would never do that. I would never do that to you, but I'm gonna show you better than I can tell
2: you that part. And it's like, when you turn a cheek for so long, you like, hold on, look, it's only so much turning this cheek. I'm about to do. Right. However, okay. I'm getting better. I'm going to tell you why. Um, at the beginning of this year, I realized, you know, that I kind of had to learn how to communicate better. Like one communicate how I feel Two, stop holding stuff in for so long. You know, so I wouldn't get to that point and actually acknowledge how I feel when those feelings are there. Like, I had to give myself permission to feel, y'all. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. why I had such an emotional blockage for so long. Y'all, I'm going to therapy. Y'all, I'm going to therapy. Girl, I'm trying to figure this out, okay? I want to be a better person. But I had an emotional block for so long because I don't like to feel hurt. So anytime my feelings are hurt, I just shut down. Because it's like, well, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be hurt. So I'm just going to shut down. And so I do. So what I've had to learn was to allow myself to feel those emotions. So that way I can have emotional intelligence and control over those emotions. The last thing I want to do is allow someone's actions or what they do or what they say control my emotions. Like I'm in control. You know, I got And to- I
0: was telling I was talking to a friend um a while ago about this, about, you know, the thing with me being in situationships and not really having a, a commitment experience the thing with those situations is that you're allowed to do everything like you in a relationship except catch feelings except you know feel and or you're welcome to feel whatever it is you want to feel but you're not welcome to act on it or to expect anything in return because that's not the, the nature of the relationship that's not what the agreement was and because of that you learn a different level of emotional restraint, how yes. not to feel. Um, and so that's something that, I, that I'm that i still working through. Because I, I, I would never want to be I was going to say, there has to be a balance
2: with that. Because yeah. something that I learned about myself is like, because I have that like suppressed emotion type of thing that when I feel, I feel a lot and I feel yes. everything. So, like, yes, that's why some like, stuff I can't watch. Yeah, like I don't know I don't know how to be like halfway there, halfway not. Like a lot of people have been asking those questions, like, Oh, can men and women be friends? Okay. Or and then the next follow up question is always, Can men and women just have sex? And I'm like, Some people can, I can't because I know I'm a catch feeling. So any guy like that I meet or that I date or whatever, like once it gets to that point where we're having those conversations, I'm like, so check this out. We do it. I'm gonna catch feelings. So you ready for these feelings or no? Like, I'm just, yeah. Like I had to like master not, not, not even feeling
0: anything at all. It has to, I have to maturity. Yeah.
1: Figure out, what works for us and what really doesn't work for us. Right. But unfortunately, we do go through, go through that spin of time where we are figuring it out and we have, just so happen to be figuring it out with these other people or these Yeah, what I, what I figured out what works for yeah. me.
0: Well, first of all, is not really getting involved in that situation like that that often. And the other is if I do meet a guy and that happens, it will only be for a certain period of time that I a lot. So it might only be for a few months. But even with that, you know,
1: because same thing for me, you know, I've learned that I have to be careful or I have to because I'm such a person who I want what I want and I got to have what I want. I need to lay out everything before it even happened. Like, I'm going to let you know this is what I'm looking for or that's not what you're looking for. Well, I will let you know if I decide that I want to be put in this this box. And if you can't, and and I've learned how to retake control by just. Oh yeah, now that that's
0: definitely a process. That is a process because one thing I learned about men is that they do not compromise. Number one, I learned that years ago, and number two, they're not afraid to ask for what they want. They're not afraid to take what you offer. So. Nope. um, And they're not afraid to say no. (laughs) So let's go to the next question. Um, personal has being a mother made you more mature
2: absolutely okay um when i was pregnant i I ended a lot of friendships like i ended friendships with girls that would call me and be like girl i was drunk last night and i don't even remember half the night and i don't remember who car i woke up Mm -hmm. in or who bed i woke Mm -hmm. up in and i was like you know i had to be honest with myself and i was like Do you, and at the time I was married, you know, I was a married woman, but I was still holding on to these older friendships, even though I had outgrown, you know, these friends. And I was like, I'm like, you know, one, some of them are older than me. And I'm like, you older than me? Like, why are you doing this? Like, are you going backwards? Are you aging backwards? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, do I want my daughter to see? that this behavior is acceptable. She's like, well, my mom might not do it, but my mom's a friend, so-and-so do it, so I guess it's okay. And I was like, I don't want my daughter to think that, you know, certain behavior is okay if I don't even do that. I'm like, girl, I'm trying to be your friend, I'm trying to be understanding, I'm trying to be open and honest, but I let go of a lot of friendships. Girls who couldn't take accountability, Um, men who didn't have my, just people who didn't have my best interests at heart. Like, if my health, In terms of my mind my body my soul wasn't important to you and if you didn't value me as a person from all of those aspects it made me you know change my relationship even with family like the way i handle things the way i address things it made me mature because i was like all right Shay, like you got another life you're responsible for now like you can't keep being this yes person because you don't want to teach your daughter how to be this yes person and now hi baby (laughs) And now, you know, I'm teaching her how to be a doormat. I was right. like, yeah. So it, it strengthened me a lot as a woman. Okay. Cool. All right. We got
0: two more questions. Uh, I'm going to skip to because then we got to get my body on the line. All right. One, the first question real quick. Um, Do you feel as though your role as a woman changed when you got married? Like what you thought made you a woman being independent, paying bills on your own, and if your husband was the one paying the bills did, did you feel like less than a woman did you, like what what was that like
2: um i actually felt like i stepped into womanhood so i'm very i'm very open minded i'm very accepting of like you know the world is changing there's so many different definitions and subcategories for like womanhood and all these different things and it's multifaceted it's layered but i'm more very traditional nice. so for me in my marriage i got a chance to step into womanhood because my husband was the breadwinner. I stayed at home. I cooked, I cleaned, and I took care of our daughter. So I got to experience, you know, what I saw my mom and my stepdad do for a long time. And that is what I modeled it after, honestly. And I think that it was a great experience. I definitely, you know, have no regrets about the experience. And it was a huge part and me growing as a woman and, and as a mother, as someone who is a little, I'm a little more domestic than most women yeah. in this generation, cause I do cook and I clean, but I know that's not something Same. that, ain't nothing wrong you with know, that. Domestic, you supposed like that, okay? You know, you domestic like gangster,
1: no
0: yeah, baby. Like, no judgment,
2: like no judgment, cause honestly, i don't, you know. All don't I ever wanted
0: to be was that. a housewife.
2: I mean, just I ain't even gonna I lie. <laughs> but it's different for everybody you know nowadays men are not doing the same thing they used to do so the expectation for women all the way around shouldn't be the same however for my dating preference I do like traditional men and you tip, for me anyways I typically find it in older men so I yes. have a pretty decent dating experience right now I'm dating an older guy and you know it's going well so far okay so.
0: All right, let's take it to Career Woman. Um, cold switching on a job—do you feel as though, as a woman, you have—is a certain way you have to act or look on a job, job interview, whatever?
1: Yes, yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, 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 yes. And I say that because for me, there is an example of women who do not cold switch, and they are talked about and walk like dogs. And I refuse. I refuse. Um, there is a certain standard that you should have for yourself as a professional and regardless whether I believe whether you're a man or you are a woman it it matters it matters most of these people have written this stuff in their vision, mission, goals policies and procedures of how you should be and how you should act so yes I think there is
2: okay I agree. I think that um, one thing about code switching that I realized a little while ago that I that I kind of struggled with was I knew how to code switch so well that when I went back to the hood, like I went back home or something like that, like I had to like remember like to turn it off. Yeah. And so people in certain spaces will judge you because they're like, oh, she talked like this or she talked like that, and it's like this this survival of the fittest. I need this check right. You know, like, Period. You know, and, and they don't understand that. So their perspective is, oh, you talk white or you think you're better. So so code switching is bigger than our jobs. Like culturally, code switching yeah. for Black women is a bit of a struggle because it's like you you in a way kind of ostracize yourself from your own people if yeah. you don't turn it off quick enough. Um, and in terms of the workspace, I'm very happy to say that right now I do not have to code switch. My job does not expect me to code switch. Um, but I do work in California where things are different. And we've evolved so much that a lot of our trainings include so much information about the Black community, uh, disabled people, Latina community. So one thing we do talk about is the code switching, like having to change your hair, having to change certain things about yourself because you're Black and you want to be accepted in the workplace. Yeah. So I'm glad that I don't have to do that anymore. And in well, terms that's of the way good. I dress, I
0: dress really feminine anyways and I'm sure none of the men right. at my job mom. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's something i, I I'd experience with, like a little bit with Coles, which mm-hmm. is, is my words. I have a tendency to use big words and I have to train myself not to. Hold it down.
2: Right. Why? Right. Well, because
0: sometimes people get offended, especially when you're talking to a man, if you use a word, that he doesn't, he's not familiar with and he has to keep saying more than three times or oh, what that mean, what that mean what that. he's going to get offended
1: in the words of my pastor, he was a loser anyway
0: so. well I, I don't like to offend people you know, and I would never want to ask but well, you know what it that, that means, right? like ago. condescending
1: that mean he well, was a
0: loser. thank you Lachae so much for joining us and giving your input from a, a woman that's a mother and was has experienced marriage because we ain't there yet um, I right. just thank, thank you, you so much. Thank yes, you for ma'am. joining. Sure. We will thank do this have. again very yes, soon. Yes, ma'am. All yeah, right. Well, thank y'all. Can I
2: drop a little tip real quick? Sure. So when it comes to careers, lady, and femininity and your divine femininity, always use it because it really is an ally to you. Like, don't shy away from the parts of yourself that are a little bit softer because it connects with people in a different way. and makes people feel more comfortable, whether it is a man or a woman. And I will tell y'all that I know my divine feminine energy Got me my job Yes ma'am so, oh, Yes you ma'am you yes. Ain't nothing wrong with it
0: Alright <laughs> well thank you for the tip And I will be using that one myself
2: Right
0: <laughs> hey, now Thank uh, you for having me Alright Uh oh Um Okay, so now let's try to get Mama a Ring while on the
3: line.
1: Um again, Emerging Baby Podcast audience, thank y'all so much for joining us on tonight. We are talking about the evolution into womanhood. Um and it's just pretty much a time for us to reflect and give our different experiences of when it is that we thought or felt that we became women and what we feel it is yes. to be a woman right now. How, how can we put it into words? Um, with us emerging into the year 30, I think it's important that every woman right now knows who they are, what they want, and how to get it and how to keep themselves. I think that's important for any woman. Yes, so, I'm trying
0: to get Mama well on the line. Did let you search Let's see. Didn't she come in earlier? Yeah, she did. So I just sent her an invite and we want to get a word from our elder for these last few minutes that we have on this live. And thank you all for your comments, for joining in the discussion. Talking about evol- evolving into womanhood. So I just enter an
1: invite. All right. Um, another topic that we had under the career moment was just about uh, sexual harassment and inappropriate conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say about that was with inappropriate conversations, I feel like for females, it's so much more highlighted than it is for males. Um, especially when it comes to like, t- when um, you know, like you're talking about sports and different situations like that. Mm-hmm. Men are always getting a pass, I think for saying inappropriate things just as it relates to what might be social, socially acceptable. Um, I think it's something that everyone would have to watch out for and protect themselves from and really speak up on so that we can end these different um, cultures yeah. that workplaces have created where inappropriate conversations and languages is acceptable.
0: Yeah, I, I've definitely experienced that one when, when I was working in China. Um, and they were unapologetic. I ain't going to lie, I joined in with them too.
1: <laughs> See?
0: I ain't going to lie, I did. Right.
1: I mean, I guess we all use those different uh, narratives to get away from what it is that we're experiencing right now in the workplace. But I'm waiting for my take about to. Too,
0: too far. To
1: come in on I the
0: live.
1: Uh, let's see. Because
0: I really want to get her input and her perspective as an elder woman. Okay. There she is. Add. Add. Alright. We
1: added him a ride
0: we got five minutes left, so we're gonna try to make this. Mama Butterfly, hey Mama Butterfly, thank you? you for joining. Oh, I didn't know
3: it was gonna be on. Uh, any anyone else can see
0: me, right? Okay. No one else can see me. Just yeah, the the, just watching. the people that's watching on on um on uh Facebook. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. let me stop this
2: real quick one second
3: okay here we go hey guys hey, hey, mama, hey bro. Bro. Can you hear me
0: yes, yes I can yes we can okay so how's your day going
3: oh it went pretty good pretty good it was a easy breezy day I cooked a pot of gumbo oh you
1: know and- that sounds Just good, right on time. today. Right, to get cold, cool outside. It's yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: Not
3: cold, but cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. As yeah. soon as weather change, you gotta get that
0: gumbo on. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a few questions for you about evolving into womanhood. We wanted to know what is your view of womanhood overall as an elder. All right, but before before I. So I'd like to uh, thank mm-hmm. you all
2: for your uh, invitation, inviting me to have this conversation. Yeah, of course. Um, conversations like this need to happen often yes. between, um, the, the, between women, the, the young, the middle, and the old. These are the kind of conversations that helps our community
3: get stronger. Yes. You know, so that we can progress. So, thank you for that. Yes. And I'm proud of you guys for doing this. And yes. I want the audience and you to know that I'm strictly talking about us. Yes. People of African and indigenous descent. So, yes. that's what my focus is. The, my focus has always been and will always be our progress and our upliftment. Okay. Um, so, I'd like to say. Uh, In the beginning, uh, like during the 60s and early 70s, you know, there was a push around identifying who we are as as a strong people, as a strong nation. And so there was a push by families and communities for us to get an education, get a job, you know. And so as we came up, we began to, identify uh, as women and being successful women as but not in any, not necessarily in this order having an education having a job, mm. having a car having a house getting married and having children mm. okay. and so a successful woman was defined by that. But there are other things that came into play around that. And one of the main things was the family and the extended family. In the family and in the extended family, there was always the matriarch. matriarch. Mm -hmm. There was always the big mom. There was always the matriarch in the family, the matriarch in the church, the matriarch in the school, the matriarch in the community. That was key. To holding that, holding that glue together. And as time went on, um, some things dropped off and changed. Yeah. Big Mama became younger and younger and younger. Big Mama didn't, as Big Mama got younger, Big Mama didn't have time to help to raise the children. You mm-hmm. know, as the uh, the young women got younger and younger with having children. Yeah. Then there was a, a, a the continuum for progress for us got mm-hmm. to be a little frazzled, you know. So uh, for me, I uh, listening to the conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you all were talking about at what age that you realized that you were you were a woman. Yes. Uh, and. Read with you guys things are not that was it's not that much different with you all as it as it uh, was with us um i realized i i came into my womanhood when i had my children oh okay prior to that yeah prior to that i was just you know i had a job and i had all of those things but i was just having fun i wasn't like really getting down serious into who who I was supposed who I was supposed to be how I was